Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello to all of our radiant stars. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. My name is Kyle Thomas. I'm a pop culture astrologer. We have a dazzling show planned for you today with celebrity scandals, Hollywood news, and a celebrity guest of our own. Hey guys, Sam Davidson here. I am so excited for this episode. I am a pop culture junkie celebrity aficionado, and I am super excited to introduce you guys to our special celebrity guest of the evening, Benji Schwimmer. How you doing today? Doing awesome. This is my first time doing something like this, so... I'm nervous. Don't be. We will play nice. Okay, play nice, please. Maybe. Play nice. Yeah, that, especially with that evil voice. I was going to say that just yeah. seemed like villainous to the dead. He's a Capricorn, yeah. so you know how I am. So, <laughs> guys, a bit about Benji. He was the season two winner of So You Think You Can Dance, and he is a 14 time undefeated world swing dance champion. He's a choreographer and coach and he is literally choreographed some of the biggest artists around the world who would you say is the most famous iconic person that you've helped choreograph oh gosh probably Adele I mean just because she's probably sold the most records but I've worked with like Christina Aguilera um, Adele Miley Cyrus I've worked with uh, Paula Abdul that's is that a new thing Paula Abdul no or? Paula was one of my first gigs really actually. yeah so yeah, I just saw her at the Billboard Music Awards yeah. um, about a month or so ago. She killed, it. she killed it. I mean, listen, there was it was a nice karaoke situation. That said, her dancing was off the charts. Like it was amazing. Well, let's be honest. I think everybody performing that has to move. It's a karaoke situation. It has been since the beginning of time. Except for the Jonas Brothers. Uh, okay. Okay. No I, comment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would know. He Don't would know. ruin my fantasy. Yeah. No, there's backing vocals and tracks for everybody. So I think we should just appreciate the visuals for what it is. And if you like the song, then like the performance. That's kind of how I go with it. I totally agree. But yeah, she was fantastic. Um, and, you know, you've just done a lot of really cool stuff. What have you been doing of recent? Uh, recently, I just wrapped uh, choreographing the film uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a, Stop it. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I So anyone that's listening that doesn't know what that film is, it is, I think, going to be one of the most iconic films of our generation, actually, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Quentin Tarantino is directing it. So holy crap, that's huge. So there's dancing in that. Yeah, there's a, in fact, like they, they just released today the official movie poster. There have been like teaser posters and it's like an old school drawing. The, the whole movie was shot on film from the 1960s. And so they use artwork based upon like movie posters, how they could make them back then and actually one of the things in the bottom right hand corner is the shot of the scene that I worked on with Leo and Margot and Al Pacino and Brad Pitt and Dakota Fanning like it, it, literally everybody in this that's alive and a great actor or actress like they're in this film at some extent so to be on that show is just uh it was a dream beyond a dream Wow, yeah. that is super exciting. I'm impressed and um, I cannot wait to see it because I'm such a big fan of everybody and you know, we're really honored to have you. So thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. We have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about you guys. Breakups, a lot of breakups this week, interesting things. But before we get there, let's talk about our astrological forecast from Kyle. Absolutely. So we have a super intense 
uh, week ahead of us. So the first thing I want to draw attention to is a Mars opposition with Saturn. All Cancer and Capricorn are going to feel this most intensely. This is a very hot and fiery, potentially difficult aspect. Everyone will be affected, but it's happening in Cancer and Capricorn. So, you know, with you being Capricorn, just Uh prepare. (laughs) So one way of looking at this is think fire meeting ice, because Mars is fire and passion and sexuality and war and Saturn is ice and cold and constriction. So that doesn't really work well, technically. So, you know, this occurs on the 14th, but we will all likely be feeling it the 13th, 14th, and 15th. So, with Mars being opposite Saturn, this transit brings frustration, sometimes disappointment and anger. Uh, Frustration can be due to people standing in our way. Disappointment can come from our unfulfilled desires, and the resulting anger is difficult to express, which then, you know, we must record. It requires patience and self-discipline. So... You know, we're all going to be noticing that a bit. I'm actually dying inside because I am going home to Cleveland, Ohio on Thursday to visit family. So um, it probably is going to be just like any other trip, dramatic and frustrating. (laughs) Well, the thing is, you know, looking at this, you know, every single aspect that we have, you know, whether it's challenging or difficult, however we look at it, it is here to help us grow and to shake us out of patterns that are not working for us. So for instance... You know, personal attacks at this time would be very painful. So don't do that. You know, don't don't go on a mean streak if you're triggered. Don't do that. That's what my therapist said this you morning. Know? Well, I'm not saying this for you. I'm saying this for everybody. <laughs> That's you what know? my parole officer told me today. He's joking, guys. That was, that was a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah you know, because this can be a very hot and destructive energy. And, you know, but the thing about it is that since, you know, if we are triggered this energy is going to fester deep inside and, and it's actually going to harm our bodies, minds, and spirits. So we do have to release it in some positive way. You know, if you're feeling bullied, you know, take a moment to stand up for yourself, but don't be pushed to intense anger. If you can handle that, you know, that's going to be, a, it is going to be difficult. So, you know, other ways that you can kind of channel this energy is positive, positively through exercise. So like a really long workout, a swim, a jog, things like that. You know, if you can avoid conflict at this point in time, it is going to be helpful. But, you know, it's going to take a lot of self-discipline, patience, and, and determination to really make sure that, you know, you you get what you want out of this conflict. You know, so basically, I'm planning a lot of exercise and meditation this weekend. So th- that's that. Wow. I have a feeling that I might be staying with my brother some of these nights when I'm home because my mom just triggers me like oh my god but you love her i i love her i do and it's her birthday on friday on the 14th isn't Uh, that when you said like things get intense so that's the thing is every time we look at your birthday the things that are happening that day are imprinted on your entire year Mm. so this energy is going to be imprinted in her entire year well then she better behave i'm going to tell her bless her heart yeah Yeah. so but, but you know this may actually push her to grow and allow her to evolve and and learn to you know channel her frustration or you know anger in hopefully a very positive way i'll tell her yeah so there's that Hmm. the next thing i want to draw attention to is early next week we have a a really wonderful moment it's a full moon in sagittarius on the 17th this is a gorgeous full moon and it's going to be directly connected to the actions that you were taking around december 7th and the 10 days that were following last year 
So Are you look, serious? Yeah, so look back to what was happening. Well, you know that's, I mean, I don't mean to be dark, but like that's the day that my dad died. That's exactly directly connected to this right now. Isn't that crazy? And you're going home. So wait, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. So every new moon is connected to a full moon. So you can, that's why I write down everything that happens, who I talk to, what I'm doing, you know, important emails that I send, all of that information so that I can chart it because seven, six months later at the corresponding full moon, it always manifests. That's the stuff that I've been telling you. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Isn't that crazy? So you is know, it you, good stuff or bad stuff? Well, no, but I mean, usually we can see it. it, it it's important to look at how successful the actions you were focusing on at that point in time were. So, you know, obviously there was a lot of hot frustration the things of, of everything that was going on back then because it was just so heated and passionate and, you know, traumatic at that point in time mm -hmm. with family-related issues. And now, six months later, you're going to be with them again. However, this is a blessed full moon. So it's really, really lucky and, and good. So this is a healing opportunity. So, for instance, here we have Jupiter, which is the planet of miracles, fortune, and favor. It's literally in the same place in the sky as the full moon. So this means that starting roughly around Friday, throughout all of next week, the following week, it is going to be uh, blessing all of us with, with uh, blessings, fortune, success, opportunity. So even though we're going to have a lot of fiery and exciting energy going on since it's in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a sign that's all about expansion, new horizons, new ideas. It's great for traveling, business, education, press, media, publishing. All of those things are ruled by Sagittarius. So we will all kind of notice that there's a, something of that nature that is illuminated for us, but specifically in what we were doing, it's connected to that. And that's why I'm always saying, like, be conscious of what you're doing. Be conscious of who you talk to. I mean, I, I was looking at my calendar the other day, and so I did a reading for my ex on the 11th of December. I'm doing a cord cutting, cutting ceremony to forever rid myself of him on Friday. Let's all just like, hats off to that. Like literally, and I like, I, that's when I was looking, I was like, oh my God. It's like, real. I didn't even plan it that way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I mean, it's one of those things where like, I wish him well, but I'm, I'm letting go because I'm ready to move on to other things. But I started that on a new moon. Yeah. We did that on a new moon and that's why now it's ending. Benji, what are your plans for the next week? Do you have anything interesting going on where yeah. this could go into effect? I, it certainly will. I'm flying to Dusseldorf tomorrow morning, first thing, and I'll be there for five days, followed by a day in the Alps and about six days in Italy. So I'm going to be doing kind of this little mini European tour. Um, ironically, this Dusseldorf event that I do every year, it's, it's a blast, but it's one of the most uh, exhausting events that I can be in because it's in a very awkward space. You know, in Europe, dance conventions are a little different than most conventions here in the States. We usually have a hotel attached to a convention center. These convention centers are like miles away from anything. So we're almost stuck in these big buildings with some of your biggest professional competitors who we're all normally very civil with, but mm -hmm. there's also an open bar connected to it. So usually mm. there's a lot of arguments or people collide a little bit during this, this type of week. So this makes very this makes a lot of sense as to why something like this could happen. Well, even specifically, we are talking about travel. I mean, you're traveling overseas, the distant horizons, yeah. new cultures. I mean, that's what Sagittarius rules, and that's mm. really coming to life for you at this point in time. And totally. I'm not making this up. I mean, I, we didn't even know that before I even said that. Not at all. You know, so... Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
It's going to be an interesting week. We're going to have to definitely report back um, <laughs> once this shit show is over. <laughs> I'd be curious to report back, yeah. Anything else we have going on, Kyle? That's what we've got. All right. Well, guys, our next segment is going to be our pop culture celebrity segment. We have three really hot stories. And then, of course, our celeb WTF. So stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to Astro Kiki. We are so excited to talk about our top three stories of the week here going on in Hollywood. Some of them are breakups. Actually, a lot of it is about like kind of cutting cords and stopping things from being toxic, I think is what these celebrities have really been trying to do. So the first one is Fergie and Josh Dumel are finally calling it quits. So when I saw this story, I was surprised because I knew that they had been separated for some time, but they officially filed this week and they had been together for a very long time. But in 2017, after eight years of marriage and they have one child together, they announced they would be separating, but they really were for a long time this golden couple of Hollywood. It was one of those, if they break up, then all love is lost. You know, they just seemed so good together. In a way, an odd couple because they're, she had, Fergie has such an intense, like, just persona. She's an Aries. Yeah, it makes sense. And Josh is just sexy and demure He's and. A yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous. And they did take this these two years because they wanted to see if perhaps things could change and they could work it out. But turns out they just decided they can't. They both said they will love each other forever and they're chill. He's the one that's really talking out more about it than, than she has. And he's been seen dating around. I think he wants some more children. But yeah, it's officially over for those two. It makes me sad, but hopefully they're going to be on another path and find other people. But Kyle, what is going on with them astrologically? Well, the thing that's really starting to hardcore take effect is the eclipses already. So eclipses have kind of, they operate like a pendulum. So we have them on July 2nd and July 16th next month. And, but the energy's starting to, to build in. And so all, all Cancer and Capricorn are going through a crash course in relationships Fantastic. Right That's just great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so very, it's, but the thing about it is that it's, it can work in, in one or the opposite, it can sure. work the other way, you know? Sure. There are going to be a lot of, a lot of Cancers and Capricorns that are going to break up. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. I already know it because I, I, been talking to several already. I have friends that are Capricorns, that shit's done. I have friends that are Cancers, their shit's done. And it's it's because they have strong placements, either their sun or their rising sun is Cancer. You have both. So the thing Fantastic. <laughs> Exciting. That's me smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is that it's not a, a bad thing because it actually could be. Sorry, a, a good thing. Yeah. Because it could be all about you know growing closer. Being engaged, moving in, having kids, you know, building a life. like Trial by fire, so it, to speak. Exactly. Yeah, that uh, galvanizes you. If yeah, you totally. Yeah. So, so it doesn't have to be a breakup. It break, it's, it's a shattering breakup that won't happen again if you're not on the right path with that person. Mm. 
and you know that is a significant ending in order for you to be directed to your higher good and, and, and all of that and so we're going to talk more about that i've broken it down into literally every single one of these stores that you picked today has this situation and then you're a capricorn with a cancer rising so you got two um it's very but, I, but i'm not predicting i'm actually predicting a lot of love and good, good fortune for you so mm. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, so Fergie and Josh. So Fergie is an Aries sun with a Cancer rising, and that's where we're, we're catching that. She has a Libra moon. Josh is a Scorpio sun. We don't know his rising sun sign, but we do know that he his moon is an Aquarius. The most important thing to draw attention to here is Fergie's ascendant. With her being a Cancer rising, she's having a ton of energy being directed to her house of partnership. In 2017, Saturn, planet of hardship and responsibility, went into Capricorn across the sky from her. There, that means she's being opposed directly, and this continues until the end of 2020. Saturn opposition is one of the most difficult aspects in the sky and can break relationships that are not strong. Also, the eclipses in Leo and Aquarius that were happening in 2017 and 2018 were also affecting her identity and partnerships which is why she was getting shaken out of that during that point in time. The eclipses are again going to be continuing over this area, except now that they are in Cancer and Capricorn, this means that, means that she's fully completing a new evolution of moving apart from her partner. When it comes to compatibility though, you know, we've been actually seeing several Aries and Scorpio matches, just like Jason and Christian the last, uh, we had them on a couple weeks ago. You know, it's a hot and passionate connection, and when they're on the same wavelength, it's, it's a very powerful duo between them. However, when they clash, it isn't good because Aries wants to be direct, but Scorpio will go into the shell and then show their stinger, and then and it will just become this passive-aggressive fight, which Aries isn't going to like because Aries wants it directly, and then Scorpio isn't going to do because they just want to burn the shit down. So you know, there's that. But then going back to their compatibility, their moon signs were really compatible and they're both in air. And I, and I definitely see that, you know, at the end of the day, they were able, able to make each other feel, you know, received and, and emotionally understood. So that, that was a good thing for them. However, as for what's ahead, Fergie's career is going to skyrocket again next year and through the eclipses that are going on right now. Whereas Josh will be doing a lot of communication, writing and speaking. I need some new Fergalicious songs, for sure. Oh my sure. god, I know. You know, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know anything about astrology, which is why I'm so curious to hear all of this. But, uh, you know, I do, I've worked with Fergie many years ago. She was actually on So You Think You Can Dance when I was choreographing on one of the episodes. Mm -hmm. And I remember during the live taping, um, you know, when the camera's off, you do three or four, like, runs with the audience, and then they, they play it later on during the day, so it looks right. like a live thing. And you can usually tell when someone says cut, you immediately see in their face who they are. It's the weirdest thing. And she was that one person that instead of cut, run to your makeup crew or cut, drop like this facade and kind of have a bitchy face. She was always the opposite. She would turn around, look at her dancers. She was always courteous. She was always really sweet to everybody. She would look at the crowd. She would make small talk with people. She looked at people in the eye. Um, and so I know from that experience, Granted, when I was two and a half, I first met her. I have a picture with Fergie when she was known as Sarah. Uh, she was holding me. She was on the TV show Kids Incorporated. Oh my God! So I thought I were like two and a half. What years old? Actually, I was two and a half. And I and the funniest thing is, I totally peed my pants. I peed all over her, <laughs> and she was performing at Knott's Berry Farm in Orange County, California. So I have a special place in my heart for Fergie. Um, you marked her the second you met her. I totally did. I had the biggest crush on her growing up. Actually, Aww. she was like one of my first crushes as a little boy. 
boy. Um, and it, you know, one thing that I can say, just knowing many people in the industry, like I don't consider myself a celebrity. I, I'm known and I work with a lot of really big people and you never know, but I think it's really interesting that they've had for the last couple of years, some problems. They've been separated for what, two years now. Well, 2017 was kind of an indicator for both of them. The franchise that he was on, which was the, uh, Transformers, right? He was on the Transformers franchise. Yeah. He wasn't invited back to the film project. Fergie's album totally flopped, which I thought was actually amazing. The MILF money was such a great video. It was awesome. Oh my God, I know. I love that. It was so good. Uh, but, but seeing those two, it's, it's interesting that they, I think they came together during a time where they were like at their peak, you know, uh, professionally. And I think they were able to celebrate that. So when that's taken away from them and they're really fighting hard for their careers, it's like, do you stay content and complacent? And it looks like they both want something else so it, yeah. this makes perfect sense astrologically speaking mm -hmm. and sociologically speaking and i do know um i had a friend that worked on the four that mm. uh show that she was one of the judges or no she was the host was she a host or a judge i can't remember but apparent i think this is when all the stuff started to happen with their split and she was a hot mess like very um she was drunk a lot and had some situations behind the scene i you know like you said like i've never heard anyone speak uh poorly of her Interesting. as far as being mean but yeah she was really going through it so i hope maybe like this is her kind of rising from the ashes phoenix moment just coming back so wish them and he's I just have to say, like, he really is one of the hottest guys, I think, in the whole world. Mm. He's just so attractive. He doesn't do it for me at all. Oh, man. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but I'm, I'm not attracted to, like, model face. Like, I just think there's got to be something else to it. Although, he's a bit of a five-head, and I, I think that's cool. Yeah. Agreed. Uh. Well, we wish them the best, and um, hopefully we'll be finding out what's going on with them soon. Our next story is um, one of our favorite housewives, Lisa Vanderpump who has created a whole empire of her own. She has been on Beverly Hills, um, the Housewives of Beverly Hills for years now. And this is its ninth season and it's about to finish up soon. And wow. she's been, I know it's so crazy. It's she's been like one of the OG housewives. She is literally a household name, especially in Hollywood. She has all of these restaurants, clubs. She now has a dog rescue. Like you wow. will see Vanderpump, the name, everywhere she's an ally she's a queer ally too mm -hmm. you know, she does a lot of work with lgbtq <laughs> mm -hmm. issues throughout the u.s so it's that's pretty cool I think yeah it's awesome. two of her restaurants are like right in west hollywood where like all of you know it's gay pride was there like that it's just a huge thing and pump if a lot of people don't know is actually after vanderpump and but pump mm -hmm. is notoriously like one of the biggest gay you know like bars restaurants that kind of thing so isn't it a, like a gay lingerie brand as well i think she does yeah like yeah, this woman has i don't think that they're, that they're, are they not the same i don't name? think they're the same okay. pump? i'm pretty sure pump is jock's track oh Tracks. that one yes yeah and i don't know if it's that <laughs> well, one but no I, I mean i don't know i may or may not have i don't know maybe okay okay but fair, she fair. does have like <laughs> i know she does have something similar as far as a clothing thing she has her dog thing <laughs> ten and so she's a woman to be jealous of i suppose and these women are very catty and there has been some major drama this season so a little bit about what has been going on on the housewives is that dorit and um kyle so they are convinced that lisa started this apparent rumor about dorit abandoning a rescue dog it's so stupid i mean it's not stupid 
because that's a very crappy thing to do. But this all is just like, how dumb. Abandoning a rescue dog that she adopted through Vanderpump Dogs, um, and she got very much shamed, and the girls were so nasty to her about this entire thing and thinking she leaked a story. She says she didn't. Regardless, like, it was really nasty on television to the point where she won't come back for the reunion show, and specifically, she's not coming back to Beverly, Housewives of Beverly Hills at all, ever. She's done. 100% done. And so it... I'm sure she'll probably have her own show. She's probably happy to leave, but she's been such a staple in that franchise and it might honestly lose viewers and it's a very big deal. It's been almost a decade and I think it actually, it has been a decade because, you know, seasons aren't, you know, they are spread out sometimes. So yeah, I was just curious about what is going on with her, Kyle Richards, Dorit Kemsley, like, are they all like meant to butt heads? What's happening? Lisa Vanderpump is a Virgo, which means that she's great at business and loves the art of details. This is extremely important to her in her career. There are a few different things I am seeing for her, though. Uranus is not a planet that we tend to talk about a lot in astrology. You know, at least, you know, we've been talking a lot about, a lot about eclipses, and we watch the sun and the moon and, you know, Mars and Venus and Mercury much more. But Uranus is a planet of transformation. It is shaking up her life in relation to media, publicity, television, and that entire realm. It entered this arena in 2018 for a bit, but has fully moved into it now in 2019. So her old patterns in this area will no longer work. Oh. Isn't that nuts? So it's not going to go well after she leaves the show. No, things are good. She, she has to try new things. She doesn't fit in that mold anymore. Exactly. The way yeah. that, that, that that area of her life that was a part of it, it's not working anymore. Also, she is having eclipses in her zone of friendships and social life with beginnings and endings taking place. And we had a one a year ago in July, and then we have to, we, they continue until July 2020. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. New friends. So crazy. Mm. Uh, as for the other women, Kyle Richards, it, Richards is a Capricorn, and Dork Hemsley is a Cancer. That's oh what I was talking about. Mm. These are the signs going through changes in their identity and partnerships. Sometimes when we have eclipses in our house of partnerships, it also rules open enemies. So Lisa is an open enemy and it's causing them to be extra intense and aggressive in this way. Again, when these eclipses were hitting Lisa according to her friendships and social life, that was really affecting her. However, for these other women, it's about enemies instead. Those women are intense. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Mm. Astrology is so crazy, you guys. <laughs> well, I guess they have. I mean, she is a force to be reckoned with. I will say that much. And maybe they should be afraid. Yeah, I mean, it seems like if this person is creating almost a mogul profile for herself, you know, that, that is a huge sign of success coming from a reality TV show. Yeah. You know, a reality TV show, like, you're, you're already rich, you're already enjoying those things, but it seems like she's using that as a, as a platform <laughs> to really branch out and take over. And it seems like she's outgrown that that pattern and that, that, that nine-year run of a show. I mean, most TV shows don't survive three seasons, let alone nine. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe this is the beginning of the end for it. Um, and, you know, she's not a young woman. It's this woman, Lisa, has in a way recreated herself, her businesses over and over again. You know, she was born, the internet says, in 1960. And what one thing we know about that is it's either 1960 or she's older. So mm -hmm. 
you know, it's kind of cool, though, to see somebody continue to rise and dominate um, in this industry, even though she is beautiful, but an aging woman. I'm all about an ally for the community and for, you know, just power to women in general. So if she has that ability to not just be this entitled housewife, but somebody who really has her own empire, uh, male, female, gay, or straight, I, I just think that that's brilliant. And mm -hmm. I think that's something to applaud. I've personally never even seen an episode of that show. I'm like, I'm kind of like the, I'm, I'm a terrible gay. I, I think that's part of the, the, the issue. But um, the other thing, just it, when you mentioned something about something leaking, for example, you know, when someone says, oh, maybe she has leaked, she's leaked something to the press or a story, nine times out of 10, that is a publicist that just made a rash decision. And so to blame her directly is nonsense, and half the stuff that comes out in the tabloids is misconstrued, or it has an angle, and maybe that, that's what they needed, or maybe that was planted by somebody to get her to force her way out so that they can get a little bit more shine. But it, I doubt that that was something that she did intentionally. If it was somebody from her camp, that's usually just a mistake that they made, or an assistant of a publicist. Mm -hmm. But it almost seems like somebody from that show wanted her out to steal a little bit of that line. Yeah, I mean, this woman literally has half a dozen companies, at least at this point. Yeah. So she has probably better things to do than to leak that. But it probably was an employee of hers. And it's just, just PSA, guys. It doesn't matter if you're 12. 18, 30, 60, 80, women need to be kinder to each other, yeah. and it's not cute, it's not cool, and I, she literally has said, she goes, they have been tormenting me for 10 months, and I will not even be going to the reunion, the reunion is to reunite, and no one wants me there, and I don't want to be there, so. She doesn't need it. Yeah, she certainly doesn't need it. So, and I'm actually, I am not totally committed to that show. I talk about it a lot for my job. I'm a bachelor person. That's really the only TV, uh, reality TV that I've I watch. I've never seen that either. Well, you I'm know. Terrible. I'm a terrible gay. You're a terrible gay. No. I'm a terrible person. No, I've actually never seen it either. Really? Yeah, I'm a pretty bad gay too. Yeah. Okay. Well, he just doesn't watch a lot of TV. I try to make him. That's true. Anywho. Okay. Um, our third story is something that we um, kind of have predicted, but I think anybody can predict what was going to happen here. So Bradley Cooper and um, Arena, how do I say her? I always forget how to say her name. Arena Shake. Uh, they, she is the mother of his child. They've been together for four years as domestic partners. They have officially broken up. So rumors started swirling when A Star Is Born stuff started happening because he had so much chemistry with Lady Gaga and that, even if it was true or not true, does not do well for a relationship to have people constantly saying he's in love with her, look, you know, taking photos of them, making memes, and then making memes of her, kind of like looking at Lady Gaga when she literally probably was just blinking. Mm -hmm. She's a model. She knows how to behave. She knows how to put a face on. Um, so yeah, they've officially broken up. She said, or well, sources have said that once he started shooting A Star Is Born. He was very disconnected from her, and he was directing it, though. He was directing it, and he also might have... I think he did fall in love with Lady Gaga, at least in the sense of an actor-director, for those months. Totally. I, get, he, I totally get that, as yeah. a director, totally. Yeah. The James Cameron with, uh, what's her face from Titanic, Kate Winslet. You know, yeah. They had an affair, the next marital affair. They were did together. they? Yeah, that caused the divorce of James Cameron. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Thank you for spilling that tea. Well, yeah. the thing is, I feel like it's there's a muse aspect. You know, mm -hmm. being you know a writer, director, producer, having a muse is really important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
I mean, that's why I created 365 Days of Love Letters, and that's, that's all real. Which is an awesome web series that Kyle has created. Yeah, um, we're still in the process of working with networks to, to get it to the next level, so that's an entirely different thing, in which we could go with the stars for that. But anyways, let's continue with the story. So, yeah, they, they've called it quits, and now people, there's all these memes about Lady Gaga out there, the face that she's made when she finds out. I do think, and you know, Benji, you've worked in this industry for mm -hmm. so long too, in dance, which is different but also extremely similar. Mm -hmm. It's a very um, emotional, you make a connection with people, but sometimes that connection is over, like when the project is over. Totally. Yeah. In fact, I remember even on my season of So You Think You Can Dance, there was one of the competitors where we fell heavily, like head over heels for one another. And this person was with another person at the time. And nothing ever manifested physically, but it was definitely, you could feel it in the room. And it, yeah, you put in these pressure cooker situations. That's why shows like The Real World were so crazy. You would have these, these matching partnerships that would just happen. And most of them never really lasted or ever went anywhere when everything was over and people say their goodbyes. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like high school, you know, in a weird sort of way. Summer you're, camp, high school, summer, yeah. Oh, summer camp, yeah. It's a pressure mm -hmm. cooker. You have a limited amount of time with each other that's guaranteed, and I think people want to appreciate that moment. Now, I, I've, done, I've had dance partnerships throughout my life, too, where even as a gay man, I have a dance partner, and there's you have to have a chemistry. You have to have something there, and there was one in particular. She knew I was gay, but, I mean, there were moments we were doing a routine, and it was like a very romantic, sexual routine, and we were practicing late night, and I was exhausted, she was exhausted. There was a moment where she's supposed to just get into my face, and our lips kind of locked, and we just, like... Started making out? Started making out, and that was my sister, I'm just kidding. It wasn't my sister, but I danced with my sister <laughs> at one point. No, but yeah, like, we just started, like, lip-locking with one another, and it was just this, I need, to, I need to walk out, like, I need to get some air, I'm so sorry... Like, I didn't know what came over me. So I can only imagine when you have, like, multi-million dollar budget and everybody, you know, is on your personal life that the only escape you might have is in your work and your project. And in this case, it was Lady Gaga. So, you know, perhaps there was something there. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you had the ability to star in a movie, write, co-produce, sing, record, direct, you're probably running away from something already. So I'm sure something was already written in the stars or on the wall at the time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know... I, I have a lot of respect for him. I also have heard some things that maybe he's actually... I don't think he's the um, sweetest. Maybe on appearance, I think he might be a little bit of a snake. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite actors. But what I think, though, he was with this woman, this model. I think they just started dating. She got pregnant. He did the right... He tried to do the right thing, stayed mm -hmm. with her. But I don't think they had a ton in common. Um, so Kyle, let's look into their stars, see what's happening here, and kind of what their futures look like. Absolutely. So Bradley Cooper is a Sagittarius rising and a Capricorn sun. So with Jupiter being in his rising sign, this shows that he's in one of the luckiest years of his life. He's certainly laying groundwork for the next 12 years. Also with the eclipses, eclipses taking place in his sun sign and house of partnership, this is causing a lot of shifting beginnings, endings mm. for him. Mm. And, and the, the first big eclipse in his partnership sector was last July. Then the next thing here is Arena is also a Capricorn. So she's undergoing a similar situation in a learning curve about relationships. As I mentioned before, Cancer and Capricorn are seeing these huge shifts, beginnings and endings, and important partnerships you know, evolving throughout 20, 2019 and 2020. 
They're taking place next, up, next month, July 2nd and July 16th. And the, the big shifts will actually, yeah, like I said, go back, went back to July 2018. Eclipses work like a pendulum, as I mentioned before. A, new, a normal new moon or full moon has a potent effect in the days that surround it. But an eclipse begins casting its light before and after. We start to enter a window, and we started to enter the window here in the end of May, and now we are in the full closeness of that energy now in this month. This means that the eclipse window will also be cast until early September. However, the effects of an eclipse last for a powerful six months and can sometimes transform, transform our lives forever. You might fall in love, you might get engaged, you might have a baby, you, you know, something really transformative usually happens, you might move across country, buy a house, really, really big things. As I mentioned before, a lot of my friends that are Cancers and Capricorns have been splitting. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly why it's happening to them now. And again, just a reminder, I'm shocked with myself just because I choose these stories. Like, I don't really know about the stuff that Kyle knows. And somehow, I mean, granted, too, these people are going through these things. And that's why they're in the news and probably why I pick them. But it's weird because I don't really know why or what is going mm -hmm. on. I just pick and choose these ones. So that's crazy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not seeing a ton of people that are Libras going through breakups right now. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we're not talking about celebrity. We're not talking about a celebrity that's, you know, one Libra and then one Scorpio and then one Taurus and one Capricorn. Like, there's a pattern here because it's astrology is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. It is a thing. Yeah. All right. Our celeb WTF of the week. And I just, I don't want WTF to have a negative connotation to it because it's, it's just a question. Like, what's going on, you guys? Because I really like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, I think they're both extremely talented. And, and one of the reasons I bring them up is because they have popped up in the news recently. She has her show on Facebook Watch called Red Table Talk. And, you know, she is just a no-filter kind of woman. Like, Will Smith can't even really watch the show because he's so embarrassed about how um, candid she is about mm. her life and their relationships. So for some time now, we've known that they have a... Oh, it seems like they have an open relationship and that they are either polyamorous or just open. We're not exactly sure what, and that's okay. You know, it's, it's their business, but I'm just curious because she's recently talked about being betrayed by him, not really in a way of cheating because I don't think that's betrayal to her anymore. Um, as far as, you know, she's like mentally, emotionally, and her her their kids uh they have willow and Jaden, and they are each very unique individuals they are themselves they are yeah and willow recently on red table talk has voiced that she's interested in polyamory and you know they're both kind of i think maybe more Jaden than willow but um I don't want to say they're not technically like non-binary, but they're very gender fluid, like mm -hmm. both of them. Mm -hmm. And the way they've raised their children is extremely interesting and it no hate against that, but I just don't exactly understand their connection. You know, they've said that divorce was never an option, even during the bad times. That was just not something that they've ever been interested in. And so are they good partners? Are they extremely driven? And but before we get to that, Kyle, I want to ask you, Benji, like, do you can you say anything that you that you know about these people? I, I think it's been maybe not necessarily public knowledge, but industry knowledge that the two of them have lived a pretty open relationship. And what do you want? To, if you want to call it open relationship, because that that has a lot of different meanings and connotations to sure. each individual person. 
But what I do know, I would say it's monogamish, maybe emotionally, romantically, that they are exclusive with one another. But maybe sexually, there's traveling, there's dates, there's this and that. Maybe there's some other sexual needs that are not met based upon their own genders. So, uh, yeah. Kyle's shaking Kyle's his Kyle's shaking head. his head. So for me, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, sexual identity fluidity. There's a lot of like Kinsey scale, gray line matrixes that I, I have seen and picked up on in the industry when they've been around the different places. Um, I remember that famous moment where Will, where Will Smith was being kissed by a man and he slapped him in public. Have you guys ever seen that video? No. So he's walking the red carpet and a guy comes up and just lays one on him and, and Will Smith kind of laughs and then punched him in the face. <gasps> and it was one of those things where, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, look on, it's really interesting. Now, the thing about Will and the thing about just that whole relationship in general is this came at a time like they really rose to fame and power when Will was Mr. Box Office, Mr. July, right? And I, I think it was really important for the African-American communities in particular to have a great example, to have somebody that was successful, to, to be the biggest name, the biggest movie star in the world, to be a black man that was raised from nothing, to make something of himself, I think was the most important thing in pop culture for over a decade. Mm -hmm. Personally, and I'm a white privileged guy, right? But I think that that was so important for people to see that you can be a minority and that you can really step up and become everything that your heart desires. And I think he was a prime example of that. And I think they chose their camp and they think they chose the right people around them to enable that, to keep that public record very clean. And now we're just in a different age. We're in a different era where, you know, I think this this new generation, everybody is binary, everybody is just fluid in some way, people are less judgy, there's a lot less labels being put on people, and I think it's fantastic. Like the other day, I was working, I have a musical called The Trump Family Special, it's a satire political musical. I saw it, if you're in LA, you should check it out. Yes, yeah, it's at the Fringe Theater Fest right now, but uh, and he saw the very worst performance ever, our electric stuff like, just totally crashed. I still think it was lovely. It was a shit show, but thank you, Kyle, you're very kind. <laughs> and uh, long story short, um, I remember one of, one of our cast members was there, and he has been in and out as a cast member several times, brings his boyfriend with him, they've been together for many, many years. Right, um, he's in theater for crying out loud. And the other day, someone said, "Yeah, you know, all the gay guys come over here." And it was me and him and a couple other people in the cast. And he's like, "He's like, please don't call me gay." Now this man has a he's cis male. Uh, he's dating a cis male man. They've been together for years. They're exclusive. It's a closed relationship. It's completely monogamous. But he doesn't like the label gay. He's like, "I am who I am. I love who I love. I happen to be with a man now. Stop labeling me." That's unfair. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I mean, listen, tit for tat, tomato, tomato, success, whatever, like that's fine. But um, I just feel like in this day and age, we are living in an era where all of that stuff is not so important. And if people are open or people are not like anthropomorphically, most people are open to an extent, whatever that might be, whether that's with emotional or sexual needs. And in this day and age where everybody's traveling around the world, I think I get it. Like, I think what they did is they kept their name alive. They kept their success as a couple alive. And if we're starting to see a little bit of humanity, I think that's great. And the fact that she can voice it is fantastic. Um, I think if her children have this open idea, I don't know if they got that from mom and dad or if they're just getting that from the fact that we're in a very different world. Like we were kids, this next generation, they're being raised in something so different that I think sure. the three of us were ever raised in. And I'm probably the oldest one in this room. And just to hear we're all the same. We're roughly the same age. Roughly the same age. I'm a lot younger than everybody. If you, you guys certainly didn't look know. It. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> yeah, you certainly look it. 
Well, Kyle, tell us about their charts because I'm sure it's extremely fascinating. Well, I mean, it's so interesting because a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, you, is is stuff that I can pinpoint in there in their charts. Mm. And so that's one thing that we do draw attention to is that you know astrology doesn't have to be this like mystical science. You know, it's it's about patterns and, and lifestyle and in personality and things that we can see naturally because that's an expression of it you know it's not this big secret magical thing you know we're talking about these 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 relationships and, and how these people connect because literally that's that's kind of how they are so so i'll break it down so jade is a virgo sun and a virgo moon we don't know her rising sign so that kind of shifts some things will is a libra sun with a gemini rising and a scorpio moon so right offhand, we see that their modes of thought and doing things are going to be a bit different. Virgo are very focused on the details and can at times micromanage, and Libra will enjoy this at times so that they can be, you know, focused on the bigger ideas and fun and not have to handle all of the, the nitty-gritty. So that works in their favor there. Libras also, li also like to feel like the star more than Virgo typically, but Virgo eventually always want their voice to be heard, which is exactly what's happening now. Totally. Wow. Totally. Literally there. So the one thing that's really interesting, though, is that Virgos are secretly, secretly the freakiest people in the bedroom of all signs mm. because they have an obsessive personality and break down all of the methodical little details. And this makes them very intense about, you know, fetishes and different kinds of things. And this makes sense why she had a porn addiction. Yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I put that on my notes. But apparently, yeah, she had a porn addiction. A exactly. Bit. So wow. that shows why. And the fact now that she's talking about it, she's ruled by Mercury. Mercury communicates. That's mm -hmm. that's Virgo's ruler. So that's really crucial to them. Mm -hmm. Will is a Libra, and he will need his one important partner there to make him feel balanced. But Libras also like to have this freedom to explore, whether that be emotionally or you know, sexually or intellectually, whatever it be. They really need this this ability to kind of expand their air sign. You know, mm -hmm. if you feel like you're constantly being controlled, you're going to feel like your your inner light is not being. Fed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need someone that's going to be like, yes, Sam. Yeah, Libra. Go go do your thing. Be fabulous. You I'm know? a Libra, by the way. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's why, you know, with them each, you know, discussing their needs, they came to that agreement. It makes sense because we can see that executed. You know, honestly, with their desire to explore an inner freak being exercised, the relationship seems like it totally fulfills and works for both of them. And also, you know, bringing back Willow, with her being so young and interested in experimentation and polyamory, I do think that her parents taught her to explore and to pursue different lifestyles and understandings because, you know, they can, they can fulfill people in different ways, especially if you try them. Absolutely. Well, I love, I mean, I, I find them fascinating. I like Jada a little bit better than Will. I don't know. He just ruined the genie for me. Anyways. Another another podcast, another conversation. Go yeah. see Aladdin. It's fantastic. Um, okay. Well, we, of course, now have our special guest, Benji. Let's jump into his sign. What's going on with him? Oh, dear. Great. Go. So you're Cancer rising with a Capricorn sun. So these eclipses are extremely potent and powerful for you. You are having a lot of shifts on your life direction, you know, especially in relation to partnerships. There's very, very big, big moments there. So this shows that you're going through all of that. Uh, you may be shifting your identity in some ways. Your soul destiny contract, whatever that be with, that is coming to light certainly over the next year. It started to really happen like last year. Here's that. 
So yeah, uh, notice big significant partners. You're kind of going to be having these like destined meetings with people. Mm. And you know, it could be in collaboration, business, love, any of those areas that are very, very transformative for you. So, so keep that in mind. There's a massively powerful eclipse on July 16th that hits very close to your sun. So this is going to be an extremely intense month for you. July is going to be huge. So that'll be happening, but we're already in that range. So, you know, starting at the end of May until August, you're going to be making some very big choices and changes. They're going to really, really culminate at this time. You're also likely to start a major, massive partnership if you haven't already. Uh, so could this could that be something that he's already doing, someone he's already <laughs> with, or is it new? Uh, eclipses are usually new. New. Uh, yeah, usually. Mm -hmm. But it could be a very significant go to the next level of things. Okay. Okay. Does any of that resonate with you? A lot of that does. I mean, for me, I'm going through a, a very interesting month in general. I have to make a decision on where I'm moving next and where I'm living. And if it's going to be with somebody or on my own and just kind of wait and see. And so I, I've been actually debating on literally, I'm not sure what state and or what city I'm going to be living in. And I need to make a decision by the end of July. Oh, so well, it's kind there of funny, you, yeah. And it's funny, I get back into California to go through a couple of different places to tour a couple of places, a couple of rentals that I've seen. Um, and that cutoff is the 15th of July, ironically. So, like, that decision kind of needs to be made literally mm -hmm. right then and there. Um, with regards to a couple of new partnerships, whether that's romantically or business wise, you know, businessly, I've actually I've connected with two different people recently where I'm working on two new projects, one for Netflix. Um, and I have to like make a very big decision if I'm going to literally nosedive, like deep dive into this project or, and if I don't, then it just won't work. And so it's going to require a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time, but it could be, um, professionally very interesting. And mm -hmm. something that you said earlier, like last year, things have already started to shift heavily for me in my own personal identity. And as it was stated, the first thing that you mentioned outside of, so you think you can dance, that TV show that'll go unnamed, I... I, I was a very active competitive dancer. I hold the world record for most wins out of any professional sport ever. And um, I announced my retirement at the end of last year around November 30th. Um, it was interesting because I took my first, uh, like not vacation per se, but I took my first day off ironically December the 7th, which you said was a very interesting mm -hmm. that culminates earlier on. And um, for me, I'm, I have a new identity. And, and, or I'm figuring that out professionally where I go. Like I've turned down film, I've turned down some really big projects because what was most important is creating a competitive legacy first for me. I've turned down like TV shows and really big gigs because for me, my excellence is the one thing that I know that I'll always have. Like I'm never gonna be the best looking or this, that, and the other, the most talented, but I will work the hardest. And I will definitely put my all on the floor and I don't want father time to beat me. So I, I retired right at the peak of my powers at a fresh age of 35 and or 34. And here I am trying to figure out that next chapter of my professional career. So I've, I've recently, there's also a big decision. I need to sign a multimedia uh, contract that's been offered to me which is like a digital dance education system that I've been offered like a very big role in. And so that is something that I'm literally having to figure out by the end of this month. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, all of that literally mm -hmm. connects and in, in very seismic ways. Like I can't, I'm not even trying to pull 
like mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to kind of make that puzzle piece fit like that totally completely not only makes sense. Well, there's, little there's, creepy. There's, yeah, yeah it's super there's creepy. Even, there's even more for you though. So next year is going to be one of the biggest years of your life because Jupiter is going to be in your sun sign. So this is actually, so all the things right now you're doing, you're building to that. So starting in December throughout all of next year, that is the, basically the beginning of the next 12 years of your life, the next chapter. So during that point in time, it's also going to be super powerful for partnerships because of the way that your specific chart is. You know, at this point in time, you're likely to get engaged, get married, move in, literally massive, massive things in relation to partners that have not happened before. And then also, you will be stepping onto, into a whole new expanse before the world. So, I'm so excited for you. I mean, legitimately, it's gonna be so badass. When you say expanse, are you saying I'm gonna gain a lot of weight? Like, yeah. I'm really worried about that. Okay, all right. Just, no. You know, like, I need to like, watch count my carbs or something like that at this Don't point. Don't you okay. dare. No, okay. you're, you're fine. Fair, you're fine. fair, okay. So then some other career moments that I wanna point out for you are the, there's a new moon in this area on September 28th. So the 10 mm-hmm. days that follow that for you mm-hmm. are going to establish your career in 2020. Interesting. So really, really focus on la- taking actions. You know, one thing that people always think about, like, oh, I'm going to have these intentions of, you know, the things that I want to do. No, 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 no. Go out and do it. Even if mm-hmm. it's just making a phone call, sending a text, you know, sending an email, whatever that be, knocking on someone's door, connecting, mm-hmm. whatever it be. Because that's going to come and bring fruit to you in some way. Okay. So that's really crucial. Venus is the planet of magnetism and beauty, and it will be in this sector from September 14th until October 8th. So you're going to have more opportunity at this time to be more creative in your career. Mm-hmm. You're going to really feel the muse really tickling you and, and playing with you. And if you are looking to impress important VIP or big people, they are going to just adore you at this time, even more than usual, because I know how charming you are. Oh gosh, me? Trust trust me, I've I've witnessed all of it. Oh dear. So, uh, the next thing is Mars is going to be in this area from October 4th until November 19th. So when Mars, Mars is aggression, passion, fire, Mm -hmm. uh, force, when it's in this area of your career, it only uh, hits this area for every two years. And it's going to give you, you're going to be able to make more progress in that amount of time then you will make it in two years. So you have to do everything you can in that time, just knock things out so fast. Okay. So that's why I'm literally saying, so September 14th until November 19th, those are really crucial for establishing your entire career empires. Interesting. In yeah. So that, use that time. That relates like on another level. Wow. Super relates. Yes. Well, let's just say, Amazing. you know, go with Netflix. That's my advice. Go with Netflix. Okay. Fair. I mean, you I know. mean, do it all. Do it yeah, all. For yeah, Netflix, absolutely. Hulu, all of it. All of it. Well, right? No, all the projects. All the projects. Yeah. All the projects. All the yes. streams. Yes. Well, I am super thrilled to see what you do, too, actually. And next, we have an amazing segment, our final one, which is <laughs> our Bang Mary kill Gemini season again. Yeah, so this is the last one, I believe, of Gemini season. I think we're going to be jumping into Cancer season next. So today, for Bang, Mary, Kill, Gemini, Wentworth Miller, Zachary Quinto, or Anderson Cooper. 
Whoa, this is good. Yeah, and I was like, I was so proud All of myself. When I was like, All hell, hell too. yes. All yeah. I would bang. Okay, I, yeah. I, okay, so he's going to go first. Though. Okay, sorry. Wait, well, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. I just had to say, I read it, and I was like, well, none of them would do any of that with me. <laughs> so thank you I mean, for that. The vast majority of the time, we are talking about straight dudes. I mean, kind of. Like, maybe straight. Well, they've all played straight dudes. Yes. <laughs> so. Exactly. All right, you go first. Okay, I think this is pretty easy. I'm definitely going to bang Wentworth because I think he's super sexy. Prison mm-hmm. Break was definitely a big old fantasy of mine. I'd kill Zachary because I'm not super attracted to him, but I think he's a very talented man. And I think that Anderson Cooper would be a very, even just hearing stories about him, would be a very great partner to have, so I'd marry him. Okay. Yeah. Right. Easy. Easy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm literally so on the same page about that. I mean, Anderson Cooper's an empire. I want to marry that. I'm all about an empire. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's going to be... He's going to give me a ring. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I feel like I'm going to hang with... I'm going to bang went with Miller. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll really... You know, at least... It long, hopefully for a couple hours. And then Zachary, sorry, but... Okay. Well, I'm a little bit different probably because I'm a straight woman. Um, I am going to marry Wentworth because who wouldn't want to wake up to that punum every single day? Punum. That punum. punum. I love it. In Yiddish, it means face, I think. It's the Jew in me coming out. Um, I mean, yeah, he's literally so hot. When I found out he was gay, I, I was like, oh, God, I'll never have a chance. But, you know... You guys, I think he's probably happily married or something at this point. Sure. They God all knows. are in relationships, uh, guaranteed. Actually, all three of them are. And I know that Zachary's dating like a, a model. Well, like he a was. Very Euro model, I think. Yeah. He like used that. to be with um, Jonathan Groff, didn't he? Um, you know, the Broadway. He's like on Broadway. Not he's looking. Not anymore. Not, he's there's like an Insta model that I know he's yeah. dating right now. So. Insta model. I'm going to bang Zachary because he's terrifying, but probably amazing in bed. I mean, terrifying because I watch American Horror Story gotcha. and okay. um, uh, Heroes. He's always like really scary but hot and really fantastic eyebrows. And Anderson Cooper, you know what? Like he just doesn't do it for me. Mm. And I have my own empire, and I don't need competition. Yeah, you're kind of actually probably bettering your career <laughs> by killing him. Yeah, right? it's like I will seduce yeah. him and then kill him because there can't be two of us. Well, I you know the hell out of that. I think that's fantastic. Yes, I just so- love the strategies <laughs> on this shit every week. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Who would you bang, marry, kill? Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Astro Kiki. We have had a fantastic time. Thank you so much for joining us, Benji. Oh my God, thank you so much. This was both very insightful, entertaining. It's making my brain spin. I'm sure this drive back up to the the airport right now is going to make me go a little crazy. But I'm excited. Excited for the future and excited to report back to see what happens. And good luck on your trip, by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, where can everyone follow you and your journey on Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is through, um, you can go to my Facebook, facebook.com slash Benji Schwimmer. You can also do at Benji Schwimmer on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm more gram friendly. Mm -hmm. I don't have a Snapchat, so there might be a fake Benji Schwimmer. Don't don't do that, guys. Don't do that. It's not his penis. It's, it's it's not my schlong. No, it's not. It might be my penis actually, and then just maybe they found it somehow and maybe. using it as like a, a live photo or something. Really scary. Well, that's very rude. Well, it's totally rude, but it's totally possible. Yeah, <laughs> a little flattering, just a little. Don't right? say little, okay? Because you can't use that that connotation. Just has some really bad connotations. So, yeah, no. It is huge 
Sorry, it's I have huge. no idea. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. I'm gonna let you guys take this one. Right yeah. <laughs> well, um, you guys can find me Sam Davidson at samd43 on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week. And I'm Kyle Thomas, and you can follow me on Instagram at mrkylethomas. Thank you, guys, and make sure to follow Astro Kiki on um, Astro Kiki Radio on Instagram. It's a lot of good stuff on there. So yeah, bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astrology.